0: Welcome to Particulate Matters, a series on environmental health and justice as part of the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. This is a special series that we have placed within the Public Health Networker podcast, and we hope you enjoy the series. Today, we're speaking with Cindy Lynn of the San Diego Environmental Film Festival. We had a chance to talk to her about how the event originated, her background and the policy and health, and environment and how she designed the environmental film festival last year now it's heading into the second year and the mission remains to curate an artistic educational experience using film to bring people together facilitate knowledge exchange and affect social change that's actually going to be taking place very soon november 17th and 18th this year 2023 san diego environmental film festival you can do a search at s-d-e-f-f Org. And to learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. This November, we invite you to the National Conference that Transforms Communities. Welcome to the People's Public Health Conference taking place in early November online and registration is now open. The People's Public Health Conference provides a platform to democratize public health discussions and to provide a space for community-based and equity-focused action. Event registration involves a sliding scale registration fee of $25 to $55 per person, and an additional opportunity to provide a tax deductible donation to the Autoimmune Community Institute, our host of the conference, and a nonprofit organization dedicated to autoimmune health equity in community based research, services, and support. So we welcome you to join us at the People's Public Health Conference, and the website is thepeoplespublichealth.org. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Particulate Matters Podcast. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Cindy J. Lin. She's an environmental scientist and social enterprise entrepreneur. Welcome, Cindy, Dr. Lin. Hi, bro. Thank you so much for having me here at Particular Matters. I'm really excited. Thank you so much again for joining us today. So tell us a little bit more about your journey. I know that we'll be talking a little bit more later in the conversation about the film festival that you have started. Um, tell us more about your background in environmental justice and social enterprise.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I am a, a trained as an environmental scientist. And for a long time, um, I did research on pollution, impacts uh, in the water and the air. Um, and I worked at the US Environment Protection Agency. So both um, research on standards development, on regulating you know, standards limits, um, and then also working internationally on behalf of the U.S. government, um, a lot with Asian countries like China, working to help, you know, tech transfer or I would say science transfer on how do we address climate impacts or pollution impacts. And then I did that for a long time and then had kind of like an epiphany of like, OK, but is this working? And it definitely is working in pockets. Um, but I kind of just realized that we have so much data that EPA puts out and all the other research institutes and other government agencies. um, And yet there's this huge gap between, I think, government and research institutes, academia, and also what's happening on the private sector, right? So uh, there's a lot of data that could be used to try to create impact in some form whether that's equity or whether that's just straight out trying to reduce pollution, right? Um, So I started, left the agency about five years ago after being there for almost 20 years, starting as a student um, and started my own um, social impact data company called Hey Social Good. And um, we're a startup, a tech company and we really work on data for impact. So. One of the things that we do is we vet and assess um, and verify businesses for their sustainable practices but we also really try to translate information into data that helps um, support positive impact practices for businesses um, and other organizations Mm
0: -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that i think that's a really important consideration i know that a lot of um, like health and human services a lot of federal agencies collect a lot of data, and I'm curious to know how much of it is available to the public. And like you mentioned, how much can be used for social good?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, if it's data that's collected by the US government, any organization, agency, department, HHS, you know, Health and Human Services, or EPA, it belongs to the public. So anybody can request access to any public data because everything we do. The issue and the problem is access, right? So even though it belongs to a public citizen, the question is how do I as a public citizen get access to that information and data? And that's, I think the crux of the problem, which is that oftentimes we don't, as a public citizen, I don't know that the data exists because it's not put out in a certain way. Even if the data, if even if I kind of know about it, it's in a report now since COVID, a lot more of that information has been digitized, but still it's hard to access the information. It's not like in the, you know, kind of what we're used to in the data and tech world where like, you know, open source network, here's some data, play around it, figure things out, right? So that doesn't happen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why for us at, you know, at Hey Social Good, the we have a couple of philosophies and a couple of big visions and big ideas. Um, as we're trying to grow but our big idea really is to try to create data for good and what that means is to have multiple different types of information and data data we collect data we capture in addition to then collect and correlate that with data that the government collects or satellite image data geographic information so that someone or anybody who is you know kind of inspired want to identify like well, we have this pollution problem here. We know we have this issue here. How do we try to solve that problem, one? Or even more importantly, two, is how can we use existing data to tell us information about kind of underground impacts? And what do I mean by that is easily like pollution impacts, like health, asthma, right? And we do that in the agencies, but it's very targeted. We don't really oftentimes interlink with what's happening in the private industry. Um, so it would be great to, to have these multi-tiered information that we can identify like trends and patterns. And that's kind of our goal. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. That's really interesting, fascinating information. And I mean, I love the mission and the work that you're doing. Thank you. So
1: for example,
0: we'll take, um, and this is actually happening, like some
1: research institutes, you can imagine, right? Like, um, energy data will take advantage, right? So we can take energy data like on the grid, that's electricity or possibly even mobile sources. Sometimes that could be public. We could take census information um, and then we can take, for example, air pollution, air quality index pollution data, right? Um, And then we can use geographic information and identify hotspots, right? So hotspots on like Are there neighborhoods that, and this happens already a little bit, but we could even do a better job. Are there hotspots basically for high levels of asthma rates? Are those hotspots of high asthma, you know, incidences near electric vehicles or not on their electric vehicles, right? So, and it's, some of that information is happening. I think the onset and development of data science as a field is really booming, which is great. Um, on the flip side, right, those are things you would expect. You could even imagine in terms of geographic information that already is out there. Like imagine Google Maps, for example, right? And you have that layer. And then you understand, like, well, take fashion, for example. Like, where is fast fashion? Where are there an accumulation of um, reused clothing versus non-reused clothing? Or is it do you have an increase in number of landfill dumps? Right, and how is that then linked, for example, to health effects? So you know, kind of trying to parlay through multiple disciplines to identify trends. If you're a business, for example, you're like, well, how does that affect me in terms of my business in in inciting what I want to decide to do? Um, You can imagine if you're a nonprofit organization, like you could try to fill a gap in terms of you know social um, impact-related activities. Um, I mean, there's so much possibility.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing some great examples of uh, environmental justice, social good, using public data. Those are some great examples. Yeah, totally familiar. Love the concepts of GIS. And um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, So how did you get involved in environmental justice? And then I want to link that to the question. How did you get involved with a film festival for environmental? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um,
1: So environmental justice is always something I've worked on, right? Because like, I think my whole career has been in environmental space. Um, You know, oftentimes pollution is usually around um, I think areas where there's more economic development that needs to happen, for example, or access is an issue. I mean, that's kind of a no, lots of studies around that. So even in our work, we try to identify like, you know, zones of high priorities, you know, at EPA, and we definitely take into consideration equity and justice as is an issue. Like, so I worked a lot all over the place, but like in, in Southern California, right, you have areas and neighborhoods that really experience more pollution impacts than other areas, right? Which you can kind of philosophically imagine, but then what do you do with that? So environmental justice, and I'm so glad that EJ term is back, is a huge thing for me because really to solve the problem is you have to not only address the pollution, then you have to really address the people who live there. So that's kind of my background. Uh, where the film festival came. From. So one of the things I experienced when I was at EPA is I used to give a ton of public workshops, right, to to really try to explain to the public if we're coming out with a new standard or if there's some like health potential problem. And I realized, um, you know, that basically the government's not always the best at trying to express or explain the history of like what is that environment pollution how does it impact you why do we have to have standards what permits right it's complicated and there's a lot of details in between and in and when i change how i tell or communicate into a story form people get it more they feel more invested they are more open to trying to figure out like how to solve problems and that was probably the first time i realized like oh how we tell the information is really really key which of course, if you're a marketing person, you're like that's a given. But you know, remember that I came from you know research and then working government, so it was very eye opening to me. So one of the things I try to do at EPA, particularly the um, the last number of years, is I thought like, well, what if EPA was involved in a film festival? Because that way we can highlight and talk about this, you know, what's happening on the ground, whether it's a documentary or not documented, but about these environmental stories. Um, it's really hard to try to do something like that right in the government as you can imagine so it just kind of stayed with me and so um, it's one of the things I really really wanted to do in my life and about now two years ago I had an opportunity um, and I met a few women who two are filmmakers but also in the environmental space and they're all in the water and environment and we all realized that storytelling is really important and we came together and was like, let's just do it. So last year was the first year of the San Diego International Environmental Film Festival. um, And it's SDAF or short. And we honestly, it really was this kind of thing where I feel like there was a gap and there was passion and there was people who wanted it and it happened. So yeah, that's how that's how it started. really is trying to look at, you know, storytelling. The other thing I should mention going back to environmental justice is what was really important to me too is that oftentimes when people hear environmental film festival, they think, oh, a movie about, you know, polar bears or a movie about butterflies, which all are super important and this part of our ecosystem. But there wasn't as much focus on kind of EJ issues. So at staff, we have four categories. We have air and water. And then we have people and land. And the latter two are really, really important. People is all about, I think the justice component, right? Because it is not just animals who are experiencing right pollution, but people are. So people are both experiencing it and making pollution. And we kind of forget that. Um, I mean, the truth is our focus on animals too, to help us understand is to really they're like, Indicator species for us as humans, even though we don't think of it that way. But why do we care about the environment? Because it's literally directly linked to our own personal health. So that's the component for us that it's a very important priority for us to have, make sure we have the whole equity lens, the environmental justice issues, um, and so we do accept, you know, films about indigenous rights, about um, people who experience pollution in certain different ways and how do they address it? Um, we have films from kind of young filmmakers to experienced filmmakers who've gone to like, you know, all kinds of film festivals and are on the festival circuit. We have um, filmmakers who basically like was at Cannes and show there and it got accepted. And, um, and so uh, our, anything from honestly two, three minutes, to, um, I think our longest film we showed last year was like an hour and twenty five minutes, like almost a full feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, all of the films were docu style except for one was a fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also accept fiction because I think it's the storytelling to, you know, try to make people think. Right, our our mission at as staff is to inspire storytelling so that it leads to impact in some way right so the idea is anybody who comes to the film festival and leaves feels that I learned something and I know I'm going to do something and that really is kind of the goal we're on film freeway so we encourage and I want to empower all filmmakers to submit films um, we have many categories that you can find beyond besides kind of like the subject categories I mentioned, we also have like a new filmmaker category, right? Um and then we're always trying to respond to kind of the community interest and demand. Um so yeah we've already have I mean honestly at this point we've had already quite a number of different um film submissions and some of them international like here local but also international from like Iran to other places. Um, and I think that there's just such a desire to tell stories in addition to the desire to learn about the stories.
0: Thank you. So people can still submit. And, yes. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, and so tell us, uh, where's it going to be located? And then where can people learn more? Yeah, I have to give huge,
1: huge, huge kudos to UC San Diego Muir College Environmental Studies. They um, basically support it and help you know, hosted and offered the revenue for us last year at on campus. Um, and it was awesome. It was an awesome auditorium that we had. And then this year, we're also still gonna be on UCSD campus. We really love the partnership. They're a fantastic supporter um, of kind of the, the arts and the impact and I think the justice component. Um, definitely a big shout out to them. Um, You know, they have a couple of people who are doing phenomenal work, both filmmakers, but also like, you know, the um, administrators, the provost, Wayne Chu and Alina. Mm -hmm. So one of the most exciting things about the film festival here in San Diego is that it's kind of all these, I feel, I didn't know about them, but all of these different arts and artists are coming out to really share in this and we want to make this space. Um, and we want their films, no matter how long or how short, to continue to have a life. So um, people can learn about they can follow, you know, our social media handles is Sstaff um, underscore org. Uh, they can follow Hey Social Good um, on Instagram and on um, Facebook um, and LinkedIn. So those are different ways. Um, SDEV is really active on Instagram. So that's a great way to find out about information about what we're doing. And um, those are probably the best ways. And to go to our website, stef.org, is one um, that they can find out about information. And you know, one of the things we're also trying to work on this year is to try to get the information out more to the com- com- community. So, you know, that's one of our goals is how do we get community more engaged? you know, the thing is, you know, about environmental work is it's not just that it's hard, but it's hard to understand. So that's really one of my goals is to make it more accessible, right? Um, And on top of that, sometimes it's overwhelming because it feels like everything's so dire, like, right, you know, you turn on the news somewhere, it's like, Climate change is the worst it's ever been on record, blah, blah, blah. Or it's the hottest on record ever. And I think as an individual, you you do feel a little bit anxiety, right? You feel anxious. And then you feel like, well, what is it that I can do as one person? Um, so really the goal of all of this is to somehow overcome that and show you that there's amazing, I mean, there's amazing work happening on the ground. I mean, even here in San Diego, but globally, but San Diego. There's amazing people who are working super hard on it, right? So, um, some of the other hats I wear is I sit on a couple of nonprofit boards, right? So, you know, there's amazing thing happening here in San Diego in terms of like there's the Green New Deal Alliance. I would recommend people to go there and check it out. It's a collection of like 60 different nonprofit and for-profit organizations who are trying to move the needle forward on climate um banding together to work on policy everything from policy to local action to communication um so though when people want to get involved there's definitely an amazing way to get involved uh, i would say you know aside from like a staff or hey good like if you're just someone's like yeah i i want to learn more i mean honestly the other way is go to like the local library working with the city of san diego also now is trying to put out these sustainability um, efforts and work because the city of San Diego is doing, trying to do a lot. They've expanded their department of um, sustainability and mobility. Um, I sit on the city's um, stakeholder group for climate equity index where, you know, so there's just like a lot happening. Um, it always just like the first step is hard, but once you get connected to one, you kind of get,
0: you know, if you're not in San Diego, looking at the local, Or um, your local agencies your local city and county resources to see what is available but also this is an international film festival so this is available to everybody
1: definitely and i think it's a and you know that's the goal of this is to make it um easy to to stick your feet in right because the truth is most people aren't thinking about it on a daily basis and i'm not saying they necessarily should like that's because everybody's busy right people are busy having families or busy going to school or busy going to work. And how do we try to incorporate some type of action or impact in people's lives is is always a challenge, right? Like, and and not not to say like environment has to be your thing. You know, that's why with, even with SF, we try to make it really comprehensive and address different issues. So I I feel like the film festival is an easy way to get your feet wet to kind of like at least learn about stories that are mostly shorts. And, you know, what's really fun about it is, you know, for our judges panel, we try to have a mix like people who are know about films all the way people who don't know anything about films, but they enjoy learning about stories. And that's, for me, really important because we don't want to be too like stuck on the like, seriousness, but like the, what's the goal of a film festival? It's really to just share with people about stories, right? Whether it's your own story or something. And then we get excited and passionate to get about something. And hopefully that turns into something, you know, more actionable.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Particulate Matters. To learn more about us and our events, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. We also have a newsletter with updates about our newest podcast episodes, events, workshops, and more. Visit phpn.substack.com.